Hi guys, Shavua Tov. This is Natanya for Yud Gimel Shvat. Um, Perek Chav Gimel, chapter 23, part 3 out of 3. It's the last part of chapter 23. So, I had a very, very, very hard time understanding today's Tanya. Um, like, I could understand it simply, but I just couldn't figure out, like, its context to understand what we're, what this conversation is about and, like, like, I couldn't understand in the context of what we're talking about. Um, and I was trying and learning and learning today. And then tonight, I listened to a million podcasts about it. <laughs> Pretty much, like, all of them. And I think I got some grasp on it, but I'm still I'm still learning. But at the same time, I want to record today just because to keep the consistency of it. Um, just showing up as I am with, with what I have instead of, you know, waiting for some moment of like, oh, now I finally get it, so now I can share, you know, so just kind of flowing. So if you're here, thank you for flowing with me. Um, always reach out, by the way. I still, like, it's just fascinating that, like, I know this is reaching people, but I don't know who. It's beautiful and cool. Um, so, but just know that I'm, I feel your energy. <laughs> um, really always, always reach out if you ever want to continue the conversation or anything. Okay, so just quick context of what we're talking about is this this parak of Tanya is all about the unity of Hashem that we experience um, when we do mitzvahs and when we learn Torah. So at the beginning of the chapter, it was all about when we do mitzvahs, how mitzvahs are like a limb of God. It's like the manifestation of Hashem's inner will, like just like your hand expresses your inner power of movement. So to Hashem's a mitzvah that you do is an expression of Hashem's inner desire. And so when you do a mitzvah, you're literally connecting with Hashem's inner desire. But through a manifestation of Hashem. Versus Torah learning, Torah is the divine wisdom that is beyond manifestation. Hashem looked into Torah to create the worlds. Meaning that Torah itself is the wisdom and will that's beyond anything that came from that wisdom and will. And so what happens when we learn Torah is that we are actually unifying ourselves and our power of speech that we're speaking Torah with and our power of thought that we're thinking Torah with and our, and our soul that is experiencing this moment. We are literally unifying ourselves, being unified with this essence place of godliness that is beyond manifestation, that is beyond, beyond anything that that ends up creating, that, that ends up becoming. Um, and the altar just told us very clearly that the reason we can't experience that isn't because it's not happening. It's because the fact that we're able to experience it is because we can't palpably experience it. Malachim and higher worlds, everything is gila, everything is revelation. And so they can only experience that which they're able to experience because it's all about experience. But for us, we're actually able to experience something because we're not able to feel it. Because I'm not overwhelmed by the fact that I am literally unified with God in that moment, I'm able to experience that unity. So today, uh, we're going to continue, just kind of flow with this. Um, and then um, we're going to see at the end kind of the context that this has to do with the whole Tanya that we've been talking about so far, like this this soul place inside of us that is kikar belacha and all of that um okay and so from this from what from understanding this whole meditative experience that we just went through how like literally like we learned through yesterday in tanya how like literally learning tarot is unification with osmos ain't like 
no joke <laughs> and like not unification like oh everything is one with god it's like it's like the deepest level of intimacy with hashem like i f- am fully immersed inside of not only the way that you're expressing yourself but with you as you exist before you express yourself like with you as you exist when nobody's watching when it's just you alone that's the hashem that we're unified with when we're studying tara based on all that we can understand we can understand why the somebody that is in the occupation of tara somebody that's learning tara why it's even greater than all the other mitzvahs and it's even greater than davening and that's a big deal why is that a big deal because davening is when we daven we literally unify all higher worlds there's a unification throughout all higher worlds in that moment of tefillah and then and but yet still tara is greater so just a small note i think that that's one of the reasons the tanya was confusing because there's a lot of notes <laughs> but just quick it's saying that somebody whose occupation isn't in tara and who's interrupting their day anyways they are not supposed to interrupt their davening for the sake of Torah, meaning they are supposed to daven even if they're in the middle of learning because they're interrupting anyways and so they should daven. I don't understand because if I had a question on that because if Torah is the ultimate, then even if you're not fully engrossed in it all the time, the one thing I, then why would prayer ever come in the way of Torah? You know, and one thing that I just was thinking of is that maybe somebody, everything that we're going to talk about about the value of, of Tara right now, what we're going to go to, is we're going to kind of move the conversation away from away from what Tara allows us to experience and move us into this notion that Altarab is going to bring out from this chapter about how it's not about what Tara allows us to experience. It's about the way that, because what that moment of ex- what we experience during terror learning isn't something that we can experience in our minds and hearts. It's something that's happening to us. It's an ur-makif, it's an ur-soviv. And so the altar told us, oh, so even though you don't experience it, it's still happening. And that's great and awesome. But with all, the whole book of Tanya is about our human experience. And so the question really is, and I'm really only understanding this now that I'm really saying it out loud. It's funny, now I'm kind of getting it. But the question really here is, what does this have to do with my actual experience? And what the answer is going to be, the altar is going to tell us that when you contemplate on the magnitude of the awesomeness of what happens when you study Torah, you end up gaining this intensely awesome awe of Hashem and fear of God and like overwhelming woe that you wouldn't get unless you understood the effect of what was happening when you were learning Torah. So, we're going to see a quote soon that like the mitzvahs were given to us for the sake of the fear of God. And essentially what the altar is going to be saying by that is, is saying that, yeah, the unity that happens with Hashem during mitzvahs and the unity that Hashem that, that happens with Torah is awesome and true and amazing and cool. And the altar just told us about what this awesome unity that's happening is and amazing, super awesome, cool. But the point of Tanya is about how we're experiencing our lives not about what's happening to us and so the author was saying that the real value here of knowing what happens to you while you're learning Torah and while you're doing mitzvahs is that it's going to lead you to have an inner experience in your actual body and in your actual mind and in your actual heart 
of whoa Hashem is awesome and I am part of this unity and like I am actually feeling this so it's not that the value isn't on what we're experiencing the va- what we're experiencing subconsciously the value is what under is what the value is on what happens when we understand what we experience subconsciously what it brings into our consciousness so and then just a note i'm really just realizing this now that maybe that's why somebody who's not totally involved in in tara they should interrupt their tara study for the sake of prayer because i think that tefillah is what allows us to even integrate this into our lives at all integrate this into our consciousnesses at all you know without tefillah it's hard to appreciate chassidus <laughs> It's very tefillah. Essentially, is the lat is the ladder that connects concept and me. So, if you're going to appreciate what the purpose of this unity with God during Torah is, which is that newfound inner experience that you have inside of yourself, physically, and palpably, and emotionally, and, and mentally, to do that, you need to be davening. So. It's just, whatever, I don't know if that made any sense in my words, but <laughs> um, I get it now, and it's, it's pretty cool. Well, I get it to some extent. I don't know if that's what Alder was saying, but I, it makes sense to me. Okay. Based on this, based on, and this is, Alter was going to say in Hebrew, but I just was saying about like the purpose of understanding what happens during Torah study, leading to this greater sense of actual inside of my human experience so and from from this from understanding this whole awesomeness that happens when we study Torah, this unity that's experience that we're experiencing subconsciously inside of ourselves somebody who's thinking the wise person will then draw upon himself this great intense fear of god while he's engaged in Torah study so now it's not only that now I know what's happening inside of me, but because I know what's happening inside of me, because I know that I'm having this intense unity with the essence of Hashem, I now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm feeling this. This is this is an actual human. This is an actual experience that I'm feeling right now. What's going to lead him to have that greater level of fear, to have that intense level of awe of Hashem? Yira gedayla. It's not just regular yira. It's not the same. There's a yira that causes you to study terror at all. And that's when you say, wow, Hashem is real. God is probably true. Terror is probably real. Okay, let me study terror. What we're talking about now is the yira gedela that comes not, not a basic yira that leads you to study terror, but it's the yira gedela. It's the yira that comes from when you understand what is actually happening when I'm studying terror, which is that. I am literally connected to Ein Saif Baruch Hu, to the essence of Hashem before manifestation of creation. And that year Gedela comes through understanding what happens when I'm learning Torah. So what, and Alter is just going to summarize what happens when you're learning Torah. Kishay is when this person meditates, how his garments of thought, speech, and action, thought and speech, in his mind and in his speech, are unified literally in a complete and perfect unity literally the essence of Hashem himself that's manifested inside of them the 
כלא חשיבי קמי וכאין ואפס ממש עד שאינו מסתבש בזכר ממש. So what is this intense light that is surging inside of me when I'm studying Torah? It's a light that in comparison to the upper world, everything is as, like this is the space where compared to this light, the world doesn't exist because it is the Torah that Hashem looked into before He created. So it's the space of godliness that is beyond any aspect of creation. Ella, Saivev Kalamim, it's the surrounding light, Bebechinas Malkif, Lachayaisam, Iker Chayaisam, to give the innerness of this, of all of the possibility of creation. Rak Eza Ha'ara, Mislabeshes Pesachim, Mashiach Chalam Lispel, Shilayis Patamatsiyas Lagamre, the main life force which they receive from it, however, is not clothed in them, but animates them from the outside, so to speak, in a transcendent, encompassing manner. Wait, I don't understand how that flowed. One second. Ella Saivev Kalaman. Right. So this light that we're receiving, that is this light that is beyond the possibility of manifestation of creation, the way that I'm receiving it, it's so great that I can only receive it in a way of Saiviv Kalaman. And when I contemplate on how I can't even receive it fully in my body, not because it's not amazing, but because it's so amazing, because it's so beyond manifestation that it actually can't come into me. It can only be in our Saiviv. And yet still, when I'm learning Tyra, I am one with this intense light from before the possibility of creation. Literally, Tyra, Atma's insight, Ratzin Elyon. So that's the meditation that you can have when you're studying Tyra. What does that lead to? It leads you to experience this inner experience of, whoa, Hashem, I'm part of this unity. Whoa, oh my gosh, right? Oh my gosh. Haha. Um, this is what it's written. This is the quote that this whole thing is kind of based on that Hashem gave us the commandments in order to fear Hashem. So it's a little bit tricky at first, like what is this talking about? But now we now we can understand that what is this talking about? It's this is being said specifically about the Yer Gudaila, not about the basic level of fear that leads you to the mitzvahs at all. This is the Yer Gudaila that comes from when you understand comes when you understand and you contemplate what a mitzvah actually is, what Torah actually is, what we're actually experiencing while we are while we are engaged with the stuff within our within our bodies. Um and and this is stuff that only can happen in Tahtainim. You know, like this isn't this isn't angelic stuff. This is it's pretty cool. Okay, so what else does it say here? In Chachma Einira Vatara Nikras Etzla Tara Ladarta Commission is Bar Makim Akhir. So if there is no wisdom, there is no fear. What is Imin Chachma Yira? Meaning this Yira Gudaila can only come through Chachma, can only come through understanding what's happening when we study Torah. Chachma is Torah. And when you understand what's happening when you study Torah, this leads to this Yira Gudaila. And then this part was precious. I loved it after I understood it, which took me a long time. Honestly, I feel so overwhelmed right now about how clear this is to me right now when I literally spent all day trying to understand this and now it's suddenly like, oh. <laughs> so it's just fascinating. Thank you, Hashem, for real. So it says about Tara that it's a gateway to the home. So the altar doesn't explain this now, 
but I, yeah, um, Robert Gordon explained this quite well. That I, I'm, what he was explaining, or no, it wasn't it's Robert Gordon that explained this. It was um, uh, Silverberg. Let's talk Tanya person. I learned this from him. He basically was explaining that why is Torah the gateway to the home? Because based on what we're saying now, the home is the state of Kikar The home is the state of internal, physical experience of wow Hashem is actually real and close to me with me right now like x-ray vision of reality Avam's Terrace revealed capital S self leading the show like this inner state of I actually feel this stuff to be true I actually feel my higher self Tara is the gateway to that because contemplation on what happens when we study Tara allows us to have that inner experience but again, this, is, uh, this isn't the regular... What we're talking about here is a Yerogadayla that isn't even what the Altar is saying, this isn't even only what's close to you. This is even higher than that. And I don't fully get it. But, because how do I know that? Because then, what the Altar says next, Ella, de love... So just going back for a second, this, this state of, of Yerogadayla, it's essentially like... Imagine if you, like, think about what Alder was saying here. Like, Alder was saying that when you contemplate on what happens during Torah study, you'll, le- you'll get led to this Yerogadayla, right? So put it into human relationship context for a second. Imagine if you were married to somebody, and then you said, what, and then you had an experience where you were so fully intimate with each other, not only physically, not only emotionally, not only mentally, not only spiritually, but on every possible level, it was as if, you you were like playing with each other think about play like it's a space of like childishness almost where like you're both just have all your guards down and you're just one with each other that moment right so in that context they actually experienced it but now let's say for a moment somebody that or or they did or they didn't doesn't really matter but then afterwards when you can kind of think about and notice what just happened in those moments wow we just experienced such deep intimacy we must be so connected and suddenly it's like oh my god i love you even in moments where i don't feel that overwhelming connection i love you i'm i i never want to lose you and it's like that level of intimacy of home of connectivity that is created from contemplating about what happened in those moments where you fully felt that intimacy where you fully experienced that unguarded intimacy it creates this new kind of intimacy it creates this intense level of intimacy so it's kind of like this like full circle going on it's like it's very interesting like contemplation on our intimacy creates intimacy it's really it really is realistic like that actually does happen so it's cool okay Ella, but then, but then again, this isn't something that everybody can experience. Alter is going to tell us so that's okay. Ella de love kol da. Not every mind can sustain such a fear. Yerakazu, this level of yergadila. Ach gam man de la savdel Even he whose mind cannot entertain this level of of state of of experience of intimacy. Laimina v'laimiktsasa. Um, why would he? Let me know. It's not even for a minute and not even for a small part of it. Why wouldn't he be able to be Jesus? Erach nafshe b'shersha mekara, b'drigas tachtanis esher sfirat asiyah. 
So this person that is soul came from the lower levels of Asiya, he may not be able to um, get this high level of intimacy of Yeragadayla, yet he still should be able to experience some level of Yera that will allow him to not go near sin. So essentially, and then suddenly straight into the next chapter where the author was saying that contemplation on what happens when we're experiencing terror, when we're experiencing this contemplation on the pos- on knowing that it's possible for me, Khana Rahmani, <laughs> me, this girl sitting in my room right now, learning Tanya, to experience unity with the essence of Ainsaif Baruch, with unity with the essence of creator before he even created, with the essence of who he is, not just as he is in relation to being married to me, but in who he is as as himself. I can actually attain that level of unity. Why? Dr. Bess said this very clearly. Why are we able to? Because in truth, because in truth, there was never actual separation. In truth, that level of unity is part of my experience now. And when we can understand this, even if you're not going to get into this deep state of like, whoa, I fully, fully get it, just knowing this is going to be enough to lead us to a state of choosing to do a mitzvah and not to do an avera. And the question is why? How is that going to lead us to that? And so that's going to be next chapter. But the flow is very clear to me right now, which is very cool. So um, I don't know if I made it clear in my words, but it's clear in my mind. So thank you, Hashem, again. Um, but yeah, l'chaim. Um, I hope that was clear. And see you tomorrow.